Hey everyone, it's Dan. Welcome to Rockin' All Week with you. A Happy Days Podcast. Season three, three episode seven. We are now in the, the second half of season three. The ratings are going up and up and up. We're in December of 1975. We're about a month, half or so away from a big event occurring. And things are, things are happening in the Happy Days universe. And Fonz Mania or such is... Um, is nearby i guess possibly we'll talk about that when we get to that i think um we'll talk about that when we get to that but this episode we are talking about they call it potsy love and tell it to the marines they call it potsy love original air date december 2nd 1975 tell the marines december 16th 1975 we will start off with uh they call it potsy love which i kept calling Joni's first love which i i think is a better title we'll talk about that in a moment written by marty nadler directed by jerry paris as always so we are in december it's it's interesting with these two episodes because these are the two december episodes of this season and the the, the first season of course it didn't have a december episode but the second season had the christmas episode which joanna and i uh, discussed this episode has two this season has two december episodes and it's weird because christmas comes up on, on a couple occasions but in a main there's a there's a main scene we will discuss where christmas comes up and things are pretty snowy oddly enough not in the same episode which i find kind of interesting yeah so we will talk about that as we go let me just give you the breakdown on uh, my potsy Joni, my potsy love my Joni potsy love freak they call it potsy love so this one takes place during the winter. Now, I know, what was it, two or three episodes ago? One, two, three, f- two episodes ago, three episodes, three episodes ago, the one with Laverne and Shirley. We were at Valentine's Day, and now um, Three on a Porch was at Easter. So, um, if we were at Easter of, geez Louise, I mean, 50, um, 58, 59, I. If we were like Easter, say like fifty nine, then why is it snowing incredibly? Uh, that that would place it like late April, early May. And I know occasionally you have places, and Wisconsin would be one of those places where you might get some snow in late April, uh, early May. Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, but th- this isn't presented in that way. There's snow on the ground, but it's presented as oh, Richie needs to shovel the driveway. Not as, oh my gosh, why is it snowing again? Because Joni's seen at the beginning, she's gone ice skating. She's gone on a date with Tommy Fletcher, who has kind of let her down. And, and so to me, this is, this is post-Christmas because there's a mention of a Christmas gift. But it's definitely pre-Easter. I would say it's probably definitely pre-Valentine's Day too. Although it may not be. Although with the love in the air uh, per Joni, it might be a Valentine's So we're in... 59 now uh we have we have hopped back a few months from uh three on a porch where we were clearly in um easter time now i would put us in january february of of 1959 (laughs) the basic that the basic premise is Joni has gone out with a boy named tommy fletcher Joni's 14 tommy is an idiot uh, because as Mrs. C says boys um, mature after girls. Girls mature earlier. 
and uh, Mrs. C says, when you meet your love, you'll you'll know, you know, because they talk about Mr. C, and how can you not talk about Mr. C? I'm always talking about Mr. C, even when people ask me to please stop. I keep talking about Mr. C. But so so Joni is is told, go down to Arnold's, Richie's there, tell him to come back, he's got to shovel the driveway before Mr. C gets home. So she goes down there, and uh, they are singing. The guys are singing. I forget what they're singing. A whole lot of shaking going on, I think, um, into a um, phone to a gal that the Fonz knows, and she hangs up. She's not affected by whatever it is. Um, Potsy is singing, and Richie's on drums. Ralph is on piano. Uh, I don't know who's on bass and, and, and a guitar and all the other instruments as they're playing, but um, uh, that's in our, our hearts are playing those instruments. And Potsy makes a point that he can't sing unless he's got a gal to look into her eyes. Joni shows up. Richie, go home. Potsy says, let me sing to Joni. He sings her, put your head on my shoulders, which is a Paul Anka tune, which he recorded in 58, but but didn't really become a proper hit until 59. I think later in 59. So we might, (laughs) this might actually be like winter at the end of 59. We, We might actually have hopped ahead like... And in almost an entire year at this point, but and Joni falls in love with Potsy and begins sending him notes, and eventually it becomes you know let's meet together in Arnold's and Potsy and Joni meet, and it's it's um it's it's I think it's a very good episode. I, I, I'm I'm just gonna play you a bit of this. Okay, guys, and First off, let me just say that if you set an episode of anything during the snow and everyone's got snow on their shoulders, or it's dandruff, but in here it's snow, and there's there's the establishing shots are snowy and cold, you're always going to pull me in. Uh, especially in a show uh, like this, which is about the family and the friends. Um, you know, you'll be out and about. Uh, you know, certainly we'll have episodes. Well, we had episodes where you were out and about in the first two seasons. That ain't going to happen much from here. But I love because, like I've said before, like the snow and and as the holiday, because this this aired in December. Although this is not specifically a Christmas episode, as Christmas is mentioned, because at the end, in regards to Joni and Potsy meeting at Arnold's, um, Ralph and Richie show up. Potsy leaves uh, with Ralph. And Richie realized that Joni is there, and Joni was the secret admirer of Potsy, which we'll talk about in a moment, due to the fact that she left her coat, like, on a booth in Arnold's, and uh, it has her name in it. This is the coat I gave you for Christmas. It has your name in it, and it's, yeah, it's, it kind of, um, I, I like it, because it, everyone's got the hats on, and they're, they're dressed warm, and they've got their coats, and they've got their scarves, and the Fonz has his scarf, and there's something about it that's, um, it's, I don't know if, it, I'm not going to say it feels Wisconsin-y to me, I, and I'm not quite going to say that it feels like where I grow, grew, grew up, um, I grow up, I grow up, it, it doesn't, it, it's not that fully that it, it feels like where I grew up, but it just feels like if it's, if it's warm, and there's no nothing on the ground, even if it's slightly chilled, you can go out, you can do something whenever, and you're not kind of stuck in your home. Now, I'm saying this during a time, though, when many of us are kind of stuck in our home. So so it's weird because I would I would much prefer, I, th- I think this is me projecting, 
and this time this is being recorded a few days after my birthday in May of 2020 and I would I've been in my home mainly for the past two months and I'm okay with that I'm getting by all right you've heard the podcast we're kicking along clicking along kicking along I've got a banana right here that I'm going to crack open in a moment um and I'm cracking it open now and um but but I would kind of love this a little more. Love it. That's that's overstating what this is, but I would kind of be okay with this a little more if I were somewhere where there was like snow on the ground and it was winter. If this was happening, you know, and you had to stay in, um, you know, the blizzard's coming. Everyone get in your house, kind of thing. And but that's that's what it is here. And Richie has to go shovel the driveway. And it, you know, it's funny. Mr. C is in. Is Mr. C and the Fonz are the only characters who are in every single episode. Mr. C shows up for the the tag. In this one, a very funny tag, which we will talk about for a moment. But the main thing about this episode that is great is it is the first episode where Joni is the lead character. We've had her kind of featured in a few episodes. The episode with um, Spike, um, she she ostensibly she she's meant to be the main character in that, but she's not really. It's mainly about Richie and the gang looking for them. But this is the first episode that's about Joni that focuses on Joni, and. That, to me, is correct. I've said this on here a couple of times. I've also said this on Adventure Super Train, discussing Joni Love Chachi with Amanda Reyes. But I always feel like, at the end of the day with Happy Days, when you go through all 11 seasons and you include Joni Loves Chachi, because you must. Because it's so tied in with the show. And... You have to. I mean, I, I think personally. You, you, can, you can say what you will on that. But um, eh, to me, I don't know. This could be hyperbole, but it would be like listening to Bruce Springsteen's albums or Tom Petty's albums and only doing like Springsteen and the Easter Band, Petty and the Heartbreakers, and skipping the Tom Petty albums and the Springsteen albums, like skipping Nebraska and Tunnel of Love, skipping Full Moon Fever and Wildflowers. You know, it's, it's like... Eh, it's, it's you need to include it but uh, I've said before I think Joni is at the end of the 11th season Joni is the main character of the series followed closely by the Fonz the Fonz goes the uh, this is not the time to discuss this um, this is the time to discuss Joni because when Joni starts she's 14 here and I thought she was younger when the show began but she's she's 14 here so this is 59 I don't know, she was 11 or so when the show started. That makes sense, 11, 12, something like that. And now she's 14, and um, she's clearly more of a young woman than she was when the show started. And everyone says how cute she is, and she is definitely cute. And the Fonz dances with her, and Potsy says she's cute. And um, and uh, Richie's the only one who looks like, huh, what's going on? That's my kid sister, which which she should because she's only 14. She is She's 14 and three quarters. That that really doesn't mean anything um, here except to her. But but the joy of it is that this episode is based around sort of first love. And if you go back to the first episode all the way, all the way it was based around Richie not having a first love, but trying to get a little... But this episode is around Joni like falling in love. And her mom, she has several good chats with her mom about that. And it's fine. It's fine. Oh, Mr. C does show up very briefly right after. Oh, that's right. Mr. I'm sorry. Mr. C is in Joni's dream. He shows up very briefly after the dream, but his main contribution that isn't dream related in this episode is at the very end. And I apologize about that. Um, 
But the, the great thing about this is, like, it is Joni-based. I mean, you, you get the dream. Like, we could talk about the dream in a moment, but it's like, Joni is completely, like, whatever to boys. But then Potsy, like, looks in her eyes and sings what you just heard. And she's, like, at the end of it, she's like, oh. And Ralph is calling him a nerd, and the Fonz is calling him a nerd. So she sends him love letters, and she calls him Dren. What does that mean? In the end, that means Dren is nerd backwards, because she says you're not a nerd. And... Pot, Potsy might be a nerd. I I don't know. He this this is in that weird Potsy realm where um he's singing, and when he's singing, he's delightful. But the rest of the time, apart from a few moments here and there, mainly at the end of this episode, he's kind of a doofus. And as the show goes along, he'll become more and more of a do. They'll make him like a Je the Jethro Bodine of the show. But that's not how he began. If you know, he began as the schemer of the show, coming up with tricks and things, and they were going to do and this, that, and the other. But but now he's in kind of a wavering point where when he sings, he's he's a good-looking hunky guy. But all the other times, he's kind of slowly becoming the dumb guy as high school ends. So it's weird. But you can see why Joni falls for him when, when he's singing uh, to her. And the episode is, yeah, about her falling for him and sending him notes. And, I mean, the, the big, I guess the big scenes in here are the singing, singing to her, the dream sequence, and probably the closing sequence. The closing sequence is quite lovely. And, we'll, again, we'll talk about that in a moment. But let's talk about the dream real quick. So so Joni is watching I'm not sure what she's watching. Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn, there's a marriage. I'm going to say the Philadelphia story, but I'm I'm not 100% sure on that. Um but um she's watching that and staying up and she's loving that. Richie comes home from It's funny Richie has like um he has a basketball in one hand and it looks like a bowling bag in the other. And I thought is he out playing basketball and bowling that's the thing with richie in the episode this episode he doesn't do much but it's weird because you see him in the opening credits playing electric guitar i thought it was a mandolin at first but i think it's a small electric guitar he's doing background vocals when potsy is singing he's also playing drums and then when they do put, put your head on my shoulder he plays a saxophone so that saxophone vocals drums and guitar that's pretty good my thought is the fact that he doesn't continue to focus on any of these as the series goes along, eventually, uh, means that he's not very good at any of them. But when we hear him playing the saxophone, he's playing everything fine. You know, it's like, I love, I mean, is what is, is, is he like the mid-70s prince? What is he, is he maybe he's Todd Rundgren? Um, I, don't, I don't know what he's meant to be, where he's playing all these instruments. And it's just like, oh, saxophone, I got it. Drums. Put your head on my shoulder. Hold me in your It's it's like yeah, that that's Richie's main thing in this. He shovels the driveway and he seems to play every instrument that needs to be played. But it really is about uh, Joni and her first love, and and Patsy does a lovely job of bringing her not back to earth per se, but like. Um, well, Joni says at the end to Mom, the Mrs. C, you know, why does it hurt so much? And Mrs. C says, there's nothing you can do. That's the way it works. You just need time. And it's, it's such a good episode. So let's go Let's go to the dream. Let's go to the dream. I, I realize this is one of those episodes that um, uh, I watch it once, and then I watch it a second time, and I take notes. And some episodes, I just, I'm scrolling notes as it's playing. And so th some episodes, and you've heard, you've heard me say this before, some episodes I will stop 
and kind of pace around, loom around. It's not really something I could do at the moment um, and just talk myself through things. And it's a little trickier, like I said, right now than it was because I had more space before current events limited the, the space that I could sort of move around in. But I'm like watching the episode. This is one where I have 4,000 things to say, but I'm trying to keep this bit that you're hearing here to under like 25 minutes. And looking at the clock, I'm already almost at 11. So I need to start picking it up. So let's dream sequence, dream sequence. Let's talk about it now. Yeah. Can I just say before anything else that the Fonz works at Herb's Auto Repairs. And there's several fun uh, James Dean. I'm not sure who the other headshots are that he has above his workbench. Because um, Joni goes to see him to talk about girls. And he talks about how much he likes girls. And he does have a moment where he goes, I like them stat or something. And he like does a you know big boobs thing. And then he looks at Joni's chest and stops doing that. Which is, um, this was 1975, folks. Um, things were different. So... Um, that would be a troublesome thing now. But back then it was like, hey, that just happened. So uh, let's talk about the dream real quick. And then we talk about the scene with Potsy at the end. And then I will, uh, we will go on to the next episode. Because like I said, I this is Joni's first lead episode. You got to watch it. If you're a Happy Days fan, this is one to watch. This is an important episode. So the dream is basically she falls asleep on the couch and she dreams of Potsy in a white tuxedo coming over to uh, the house to marry her. And it's great because um, you, you always wonder whenever they move the um, booths around in Arnold's, it's like, can they do that? And there's a booth in the dining room. The dining room table is gone. There's a, oh, the, the dining room, there, there's a booth in the dining room area and Ralph and Richie are there talking about Potsy getting married. And then the Fonz shows up, and he the Fonz does it first, and he would do this in several dream sequences later on. Like he becomes like a nerd, and like oh, Mister Potsy, I'm just I'm just so you know I I'm not saying he's doing a horse shack, but he's like, oh, Mister Potts, I was welcome back, Cotter even on. I think it, yeah, it was definitely on by this point, um, wasn't it? Uh, but oh, Mister Potsy, um, oh my gosh, you know I'm just I'm just such a fan of yours, and you know you taught me to say hey, and then Potsy says, and what did I tell you to do instead of this and Potsy holds his pinky up and um Fonz holds his, his thumb up and says yeah hey you know it's great um I tied the Pulaski twins to you I'm doing Woody Allen here I tied the Pulaski twins to your to the bumper of your car oh Fonz that's very bad and you get this weird thing where it's like you know you get like Richie and Ralph are sort of subservient to everything else and Mr. and Mrs. C are sent to their rooms uh, yelled at and Joni sends them to their rooms and the Fonz officiates over the wedding but he's also a nerd compared to Potsy you know and she's about to um, she's about to start sending Potsy all these love letters uh, to Dren and stuff like that and um, bring Doris Day into it but the, 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 the dream is fun watch the dream and think of Joni, what Joni has experienced in the previous episodes, um, the previous, I don't even know, 13, 16, 23, 39, I don't even know, over 50 episodes now have we had? You know, just think of Joni in all those episodes and think of her sort of subverting all those things in her dreams, and it's lots of fun. And it, it, it has a nice moment at the end, too, where like all the confetti is thrown as Potsy is carrying her away, and then it wakes up with Mr. and Mrs. C looking over her with like snow falling off of them. Um, so it's a lovely thing, and let, let's go. Let's hop then to the. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to. 
you know, I, I, I almost find sometimes that episodes that I'm a little confused by take me do take me longer to work through them than um, episodes that I love. And I think this one is well-written and it's very funny. I think it's got several great scenes. It moves along nicely. The scene with Joni and um, uh, Fonz yeah, are great. The closing scene with uh, Mrs. C and Joni around the table when Joni feels humiliated and they both hide their hands under their tablecloth to talk to each other. And Mrs. C shows up and is like, I can't handle these broads and walks away is great. And then Joni sort of showing up with her um, in her sort of red and black uh, outfit um, at the end of the episode to talk to Potsy and she's got this cute red beret on I'm wearing a beret give me the respect I deserve and it's it's just great and that closing scene is really good and we'll talk about that in a moment um, but she puts on she asks Potsy to put on a song and the song is Secret Love I believe um, by Doris Day from the movie Calamity Jane that's from 1953. I believe that won an Academy Award. And that was a huge hit. I think it was a number one hit. And I don't know if that... I imagine that's Doris Day's version. I I heard the song start playing and immediately got depressed. But I wrote down the lyrics. So it is Secret Love. Um, from uh, It would have been sung by uh, Doris Day. That's possibly, a, I would imagine, possibly a sound-alike sort of uh, doing that. But it could be Doris Day singing it. But that's the, that's the song that, that Joni requests that he put on, and he takes it right off, and then they have the discussion. And, uh, I like Potsy is clearly flattered, but he she's 14, and he's meant to be 17. I, I, I don't know from looking at them. And there's that sweet rose that he puts on the table, which we see at the end of the scene, which is really lovely. But she's 14, he's 17, and um, that... Um, well, now that I think about it, I was going to say that's you know that's a little too much. That's a little weird. But now that I think about it, I had a friend. I won't, I won't say his last name. I had a friend named Matt in junior year of high school. When I was in my junior year of high school, this would have been late '89, early '90. We were. That would have been 16, going on 16, going on 17. He started going out with a gal who was in eighth grade. Eighth grade would be, forgive me, eighth grade would be 13, 14. So he would have been Potsy's age. She would have been Joni's age. He might have been slightly younger. She might have been slightly younger. And they started going out. And we were a little confused by it. But he liked her and she seemed very nice. And they went out and... Uh, when we hit, you know, our senior prom, they were still going out, and um, they're still married. Uh, this, this is, this was nineteen what ninety when they started going out, and they're still married. They're married. They have two or three kids, and they're very, very happy together, as far as I can tell. And so, so it is interesting because, because to me, when I look at this, I'm like, um, uh, uh, Patsy, no, but I actually have a real life analog that I can point to and say, okay. I know a guy who was 16 going on 17, who wanted to go out with a girl who was 13 going on 14. He did go out with her, and they're still married today, 30 years later. So, okay, so so, so then I'm, I'm a little less, now that I thought it, <laughs> I'm a little less like, I understand Potsy completely, and I personally, I would have said no way that I'm going out with my best friend's sister 
who is three years younger than me. Um, and I also probably would have done exactly what Potsy did, which was like, you know, when you're 19, I'll be 22 and things will be different. And things will be different. I mean, when I was 19, I never went out with a 22-year-old. When I was 20, wait a minute, hold it, hold it. When I was 22, I went out with a 34-year-old. Um, and after three dates, uh, she was like, I can't you're too young and I was like come on look at how virile I am and I would stand up and go yeah and it didn't work but so so as far as ages and things go I don't know I don't know life um you know <laughs> the law may say one thing but life the heart does what it does life life says other things so and I think I think Potsy thinks Joni's really cute and he's like looking at her for the he's I think the thing is like the difference like the Fonz has known Joni for like what two years and he's shortcake. She, uh, he, to her, he, to he, she, shortcake to him. And but Patsy has probably known her all her life. And so you know, just looking at her and suddenly go, "Oh my gosh, you're growing up." Um, and we've seen it on the show. It must be something where he's like, "Oh, okay." And then I think he's being very honest, like, "Yeah, you're you're very cute. You're very you know you're lovely." But um, I I don't know that this will work right now and he's i think he's very good at sort of letting her down calmly and there's even the moment where he sort of lets her down and suddenly richie and ralph reappear and he's like oh my gosh hide i'll sit over here and she like dives into a booth and like crams herself under a booth and as she's doing that and he's going into place to pretend like uh she never showed up i got stood up she has a big smile on her face so even though it's sad even doing that with someone that she likes is fun and you you get that too you know even you have that that moment where it's like you know even this is nice and uh she's heartbroken in the end but her mom gives her a jar of peanut butter to eat it's crunchy and her you see her mom take it off the um the the uh, off of the, out of a out of a cupboard and she grabs crunchy rather than smooth i would have i would have thought Joni was a smooth girl myself i'm a smooth guy myself so i can tell i can tell um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, um, I, like I said, I, I, um, the, the episodes I love, I could gush out over for ages. I think everyone's really good in this. I think Mrs. C's moments are great. Mr. C doesn't really have anything to do, but what he does is fun. The Fonz has a couple great moments. Um, Potsy is wonderful in it and Joni is fantastic. It's nice to have her, have her, have her, have her first episode. And then you sort of think, is this setting something up in, um, five seasons from now, season eight, Potsy's still there. Will um, Joni and Potsy fall for one another? Not with the Chachi on the rise. But uh, Chachi ain't here for a while still, folks. But um, Joni loves Chachi. You you heard it here. I don't know if you've heard that before, but Joni loves Chachi. And that is, if you've never seen the show before and you're following along with me, you have no idea what I just said and what that means. As far as you I just said three words that border on a language that isn't English to you. But this is Joni falling in love and getting her heart broken. You know, in a, in a respect, in a respect. I mean, that that's one of the things I remember from that age is you would fall in love very fast and then you get your heart broken and it would end very fast too. I mean, she's 14, um, six, seven. so she's in eighth grade, ninth grade. Jeez, I guess if this is early 59, 
she's probably in eighth grade. If this is later in 59, which it might be because of the Paul Anka song and possibly if this is a later Christmas. No, if the, uh, I don't know. It might be later in 59 she's in high school. I don't I don't think she's in high school. I don't feel like she's in high school. I feel like we're still meant to think she's in grade school. But here's the thing, folks. Eventually, this will become the Joni and Fonzie show, as far as I'm concerned. Um, other folks will, will, will come in and rise up and go away. And Joni herself will be gone for most of the season. Um, but to me, that's where the that's where we are and um yeah i think um music featuring uh k-star and da 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 and fats domino and da da anson williams yeah so i just the credit just went by so so yeah this is um they call it potsy love uh this is one of my favorite episodes so far i just think it's really wonderful and i love that they can sort of put richie off to the side and bring his sister up i wish maybe they could have done the same with chuck although to be honest i don't care i think Joni is more interesting than chuck and so and 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 Joni gets to go through that part of the fun is yeah that uh, of this is that the, the show doesn't start off focusing on Joni. um Joni was a background character through much of the time up until now ish and now she's getting to get those sort of classic sitcom things you know what mrs c said to Joni at the beginning about love is you know what kate said to the joes in petticoat junction or donna reed said to whoever was in the donna reed show or you know um you know molly goldberg said to you know her kids you know it's, it's the same sort of thing throughout sitcoms and but the joy of this is that her story she she's been set up she got a lot of setup but her story is really kind of beginning now now having said that i don't know if we're going to get another joni led episode this season i I, to be honest, don't look that far ahead. There certainly could be one. I know that we will get plenty of them as the show goes along, but this could have just been a one-off. And I say that only because, and this is my segue to Tell It to the Marines, because Tell It to the Marines is more or less a Ralph Malf episode. Now, Ralph would never become a main character, main main character like Joni and Richie and the Fonz, but he was certainly a secondary main character. And this is and he almost got a spin-off too. Him and Potsy almost got a spin-off, which we will talk about in season five, six. I I don't remember when we'll talk about that, but that was they call it Potsy Love. We're gonna segue into Tale to the Marines, which I'll be honest, is an episode I quite enjoy. I don't love it as much as they call it Potsy Love, but Tale to the Marines is basically Gal breaks up with Potsy and um, because he's goofy and he doesn't know how to handle it because that's his shtick he's go- he's a goofy guy and she doesn't let the goofiness gets on her nerves and she ends up um, breaking up with him and the gal is played by Amy Irving so I understand his um, angst and this is Amy Irving a few years before the fury so I don't think she fully understood her, her, her powers then John Cassavetes not in this episode but uh, so 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 Ralph is going to join the Marines, and they are all diving in to try to stop him. And Chicanery goes on, and Ralph acts silly, and he doesn't join the Marines. I think he's forced later on. No, it's the army, right? Okay, but yeah, he certainly doesn't join the Marines here. So let us let me, let me play you a little bit of this, and we will discuss um, Ralph Malf's first lead episode. Tell it to the Marines. Smile on my face It's only their child 
Alrighty, so as I said, Tell to the Marines is another one directed by Jerry Paris. A second one written by Sid Arthur, Artie Lang. They wrote Fonzie's New Friend, uh, which was a few episodes ago. And this episode aired December 16th, 1975. As, as, I, as I said, the previous episode, which was December 2nd, is set even though the we were already in Easter on Three in a Porch. Suddenly we're back in the middle of the snow. And I, and I said, like like I said, Christmas was mentioned, so maybe this is 59 because of some of the dating there with Put Your Head on My Shoulder and such. But this this episode is, is odd because I think... It's funny, I've said before that I don't I don't, I don't, don't feel like the show... I, I feel like there's some sort of timeline to it. Some folks say, no, 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 it's more, you know, the Fantasia around the 50s. But as, as we go along, we will see there are some episodes that I think we've seen a few already that, that reference certain specifics. This one, well, this was an odd one, because right off the bat, if I'm correct here, there's an establishing shot of Arnold's where they're rolling an old like, green convertible out of the lot, and I think that's a, um, a stock shot from, like, season one or two. I don't, think that's, uh, I don't think that's the Arnold's that we're in anymore. I will have to double-check that. But I just saw that here, and I just realized that as I was watching it. Like, this episode, they're having the goalpost dance, which is presumably for football and uh, high school football and um gosh i guess if they're 17 this this could this could definitely be yeah there's no snow on the ground though um and and when that orange that convertible is being rolled out even though everyone has scarves on and even though it's mention of christmas it doesn't look like Christmas in the uh, or December or November in the established shots. And like I said, goalpost dance to me implies a football thing. To me, implies a homecoming dance variation. October, November—that's when this would be. But but then the snow was everywhere in in the previous episode. So maybe that. No, I, I still stand by that was in winter, not like a late freak thing in like late April, early May, because someone would have mentioned that. I think with the snow on the ground, everyone's treating the snow in that. As if it was normal, and I said this already. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sort of lost and lost in the spacing of this. So this is definitely the because there's a big scene where the Fonz is taking his Christmas photos, and um, it's not that's mentioned once before. The Christmas photos have been mentioned once before, and I I believe they might be mentioned again. It's very very funny, very funny scene with the Fonz sitting on his motorcycles, like three or four gals are around him, dressed in red and green, sitting on his lap, smiling, touching his face, that kind of thing. And Richie uh, ends up joining in. Very funny, very funny scene, but it is, I mean, to me, if it's his Christmas photos, this is, I mean, I would put this somewhere possibly around Thanksgiving, he's going to get them developed, he's going to send them out maybe early December or something like that, but with the with the goalpost dance, I mean, they don't say when that is, but I mean, that's, you'd think they mentioned Halloween or Thanksgiving, I mean, it's, it's, it's it gets so tricky because he mentions Christmas, but that doesn't mean it's specifically Christmas time, it could just be gosh I mean part of me wants to say that this is like sort of late September early October which would account for there being no snow and such but at the same time if it's later in October they'd be mentioned Halloween and if it's later in November they'd be mentioned Thanksgiving and Christmas would be coming in after Thanksgiving so it's it's tough to gauge exactly when this is happening because I don't understand what a goalpost dance is maybe it's a Wisconsin thing and I don't get it but I am. Ralph does mention that he's going out with Amy Irving for uh, two weeks at this time, her, her character, and Olivia, I believe. Um, so I really don't know um, when this is set. I am putting it in 
late autumn. No, not winter. Winter's December 21st, autumn. I'm putting this in autumn, late, mid to late autumn. 59? I guess. I don't know. I'm sorry. I've talked for four minutes about this now. I get so confused. I mean, it's so confusing, isn't it? I mean, they had very specific dates that seem to jump ahead. Now they've either jumped back or they've gone ahead, but... They can't really go back because Joni is getting older episode by episode and, and the guys are presumably getting closer to graduating. Anyway, so how was the episode? I quite like the episode. I, I think this is a better one than Fonzie's new friend. Uh, Ralph isn't quite the lead in it in the way that Joni was the lead in the previous one, but he's pretty much the lead. He gets several big scenes where he's wacky. He gets a scene where he rails against himself for being a redhead, not even a redhead, an orange head, and gals don't like funny guys, and then he pretends to be sophisticated, and then he says he's joining the Marines, and they have one of those great um, false, fake, um, cheat cliffhangers where he comes into the, the Cunningham's living room dining room area as, as Potsy as Potsy is is for some reason Potsy is having dinner with them and is on his like sixth hamburger or something which is annoying Mr. C and and Ralph comes in and makes the announcement I've enlisted in the Marines and then it goes to the commercial break and then when it comes back you enlist in the Marines no no I'm going to enlist in the morning mm, yeah okay yeah like we didn't see that one coming if this is the late 50s after decades of cereals, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon cereals at the, um, cereal, 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 at, at, um, at the movie theaters with super cheat cliffhangers in them. Way to go, Ralph. Well, that's Ralph too. He's, he's dramatic and he does all his funny stuff. And there's, it's interesting because I wonder if I saw this early on because I always believed early on when I was a kid that gals, um, I like gals, um, didn't like guys who are funny. They didn't go out with guys who are funny. They went out with big, dumb jocks or, like, good-looking guys. And, you know, they funny guys, you know, that made them laugh and, and they had a good time with them. But they never they never went out with funny guys. That, that wasn't the way it worked. I know things are different than that now. If there's anyone young listening to this, and I can't imagine if there's anybody of a young age-ish listening to this, although you could be, and thank you for listening. But, but it's just something where... If you're a funny guy, you're a funny gal, you know, who, whoever you want to go out with you, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever you're up to, it's going to work. Keep being funny because folks like that. I mean, you can go through history and find also, look at Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft. There you go. Anne Bancroft, gorgeous. Look at Anne Bancroft and Gorilla Large. Gorgeous, beautiful woman. And she's going on this little schleppy guy, Mel Brooks. Why? Because he's freaking hilarious. That's why. Because he's a super intelligent, sharp-witted, quick-witted, razor-sharp-witted, funny man. That's why she's going. And other stuff happens like that, too. You know, you're creative, you're funny, you got it. Um, um, Go with it. You will find happiness. Uh, and, And the tricky thing about this episode is that at the very end, the fun sort of says... You know, you know, don't worry, you know, you'll, um, you know, you'll find a gal who appreciates your humor because Olivia does not. Oh, how they start going out? I have no idea. I mean, she must have laughed at him at first and then start going out with him and realizes, oh, this is the way he really is. Um, but there is a scene in the end, which is very much like that scene in the episode with everyone has to go home. Is it the drag racing episode from season one where everyone gets arrested? And you see that big kid moose or whatever who, um on one side and then the nerdy gal on the other side and then they end up dancing you know you remember that at the end of the episode and it seems um it seems like that that's early on at the point when the show could have become sort of a fantasia 
of the 1950s um, and and the repeats here which we will talk about in a moment but but it's funny because yeah the Fonz does say that in the end but throughout it the sort of message seems to be if you want to go out with Amy Irving you got to be Steven Spielberg no um if you want to go out with Amy Irving I don't know I mean I imagine Steven Spielberg's a funny guy I've, it's never really occurred to me um I'm sure he edited a hell of a wedding video when they got married there back in the mid 80s or whatever it was but um yeah, this Amy Irving is in this episode. This is Amy Irving. Um, this is a, what a year right before Carrie, a couple years before the Fury, and um, her 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 film career uh, gone taken off. And yeah, I just I just rewatched the Fury uh, recently. She's she's very good in that. It's a uh, quite quite a good De Palma. Not a not a not a favorite De Palma. I don't know if it's I don't know what it is about the Fury. I don't know if it's if it's if it's sticking a little too close, I read the novel decades ago, and I remember enjoying the novel, and I enjoyed the movie. I don't know if it's like the novel is sticking too close, if the book is sticking too... Deep breaths, Dan. If the film is sticking too close to the novel or what it is, but it could have been... The movie could have been sort of tighter or more something could have been happening because when it's great, it is some of De Palma's best. And, um, but then there are other parts where it kind of meanders around a bit and you think where where is this going where are we going but in the end it gets there more or less i recommend the fury highly it's 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 um you know it's no it's no say blowout or, or dress to kill um but it's 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 quite good where was it? oh amy irving yeah she's gorgeous um and uh, I, I think she's very good too and she's got a sort of thing where she's 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 got this beauty that's like yeah almost um sort of ethereal but she also has kind of like a no nonsense to her sort of characters and things maybe to her too that that I kind of like um and you can see with Ralph here I mean when she talks to him it's like she's gorgeous you know you're you're lucky man Ralph and then she's immediately like uh I'm done I never want to see you again kind of thing it's like, oh Ralph oh, okay so yeah you so you get Ralph with his first sort of big his big trouble here. I mean, I mean, I, I will say that, that this episode, it's mentioned that he was going to go to college to be a dentist like his dad. I know earlier on in the show that that hadn't come up. And I think I asked in one of the episodes, when does he start to want to become a dentist? Well, apparently here is where it comes up. And that's going to be, that's going to come up much, much, much later in the show too. But yeah, he's going to be a dentist like his dad. You know, eventually he's going to leave all the comedy behind unless he becomes a comedy dentist, which I guess happens. But he, um... I don't. Does he have snow on his coat when he comes in to tell them that he's going to join the Marines? And how many burgers is Potsy eating? Because there, there's a weird moment where there's one burger left in the plate. Potsy grabs it, and the, yeah, he's all over that burger. He's like sometimes the burgers, the continuity on the burger don't pay attention to the continuity on the burger that Potsy's eating. Um, yeah, he's going to join the Marines, then he's not going to join the Marines. And then it, it kind of becomes, in the second half, it becomes more about the Fonz being, being, being not right, being wrong, the Fonz being wrong. Because the Fonz kind of, you know, um, Ralph says, uh, I'm going to join the French Foreign Legion, and, and Fonzie says something like, nah, don't do that. they got dumb uniforms. You should join the Marines. And so he's going to join the Marines because he does, he he trusts the Fonz, and Richie has to go to the Fonz when Fonz is doing his... Um, uh, Christmas photos and say you were wrong you need to tell Ralph this and they have a lovely scene in what is it Herb's garage or wherever the heck it is uh, where, where the Fonz works and 
where where Ralph has a bunch of posters, including big posters of himself, which is very very funny. And 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 the Fonz has to convince Ralph that he shouldn't join the Marines, and that's because the Fonz will miss him. He'll miss the Arthur Godfrey impersonations. He'll miss all the other wacky stuff that Ralph does, and he leaves Ralph. Although you know we can see that the Fonz is pushing it a little bit. He leaves Ralph really like. Well, the Fonz says like, "Hey, if you go, I'll miss you." And, you know, he's probably not going to miss Ralph that much. But, you know, maybe he will. Maybe he will. I think, just think Ralph has a sparkly jacket. I don't think he got snow on it. I think it's just a sparkly jacket. It's funny, too, like, seeing all the craziness he does with the, um... Like, like when she breaks up with him and she realizes... He, he realizes she's really broken up with him and she storms into the men's room and tells the Fonz to get out. And the Fonz is like, whoa! And he stops and starts to talk to Ralph. And there's a great thing where, like, you know, you want to try to be cool, like one of the classics, you know, like uh, Clark Gable or the Fonz or Cary Grant, which is a great line. And it's great because the audience takes about one, like, there's a split second before the audience breaks into hysterics. And uh, I could never be like you, Fonz. I could never be as cool as you. Well, maybe you could shoot for Cary Grant. Eventually they go for Rex Harrison, and the Fonz gives him a plan to do to try to uh, get back together with Olivia. But she yells at him, and he resorts to fright wigs and chattering teeth and putting a pipe in his ear and all sorts of stuff. So that's his, his default is... Um, his default is to be a very, very silly. And and I do, I do wonder, why do they have Potsy? Uh, their dinner and um i will say that it, it, there is there is a slight weirdness just in the scene where um ralph leaves richie's standing up mr c's in his chair mrs c and potsy potsy with a half-eaten hamburger sitting on the couch and like Joni is like on the floor in front of potsy and it's sort of like and and she she looks up at him at one point, but I think the way she sort of looks at him, like the way she responds to Ralph when when I come back from the Marines, you'll be a grown woman. Don't get excited, Ralph. Um, but the but the way sort of Joni is there with Potsy, you sort of think, um, shouldn't they be remembering what happened in the previous episode? Because I don't see it at all. Maybe they've forgotten already. I don't know. Maybe this is taking place before that episode. And they don't know. I don't know the production order on. It doesn't matter what the production order on these. We're talking about them as they aired. So, hmm. And there's Potsy eating that burger and eating that burger. I do. I do like the stuff that he thinks Mister C just really loves him to pieces. And you know, um, uh, when uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, uh, Richie's talking to uh the Fonz trying to convince him to talk to Ralph Potsy comes into Arnold's where is Arnold by the way does Arnold does no do, I mean we we have a couple scenes in this at the beginning and the end and the scene with with the the wackiness in the middle but but like so so like the local guys the local high school students and Fonzie can rent out Arnold's for an evening where is Arnold where where is he gone I thought he was more I remember Pat Marina being more of a character in this season but he's really He's a character, but he's not in this very much at all, which which I find a little odd. But yeah, Potsy comes in there and says, "Hey, hey, Richie, we got to do something." Ralph, um, Ralph's dad said you're not joining the Marines, so uh, Ralph is going to sneak out in the middle of the night and go to Chicago and enlist. And uh, and Richie says, oh, "Okay, I'm working on it or whatever." Potsy and Potsy says, "Okay, I got to get back to your house. Mister C's going to miss me," which I think is very funny. Uh, Potsy is. It's weird because in the previous episode, Potsy was pretty sharp. And in this one, he's become that dumb potsy again. I wonder if it's like a family thing where he really is kind of having a rough time at home. So just kind of the fact that the Cunninghams won't be mean to him. 
in the way that his parents might be means he's just blissing out when he's there eating burger after burger thinking Mr. C who just wants him to go away is his best friend and I don't know I don't so yeah so the episode is 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 Ralph and um, and in the, in the end, there's a great scene, yeah, where um, Olivia and a bunch of gals comes out of the, the ladies' room, however that room's laid out, in Arnold's, and uh, a good-looking, I think a good-looking gal comes out with really goofy glasses, and not a groucho mustache and fake nose glasses kind of thing, but another wackier one. And Ralph Caesar puts on his glasses. The audience goes, ah, and then they dance to some sweet music. And then there's one guy, watch, there's one sort of jock guy. Everyone's looking at them. But there's one sort of jock guy in the background who's looking towards the camera. And he has a couple moments where he kind of looks around vaguely like, what am I looking at? Am I meant to be looking at those two goofballs dancing? What's happening here? I know I'm, I just joined the union and I want to make this my best extra job ever. But I, don't, I haven't been given sufficient enough. Um, where do I look? Um, acting. Uh, coaching. So what am I supposed to be doing here? And he's a little distracting <laughs> behind them. And... But the episode, I think, is is wonderful. They mention, um, and this is no this is no help at all, really. They mention Pinky Lee, who for some reason I always thought was a um, a singer. Um, but Pinky Lee is like a vaudeville comedian guy, and I actually have I have one of those. What the heck is it? One of those Great Mill Creek twenty four hour TV sets, which is like four DVDs, each one is six hours, and you just put them on, hit play. And, uh, you know, you go from one to the other and you get 24 hours of, of a television schedule. And, boy, that first six hours, which goes from like 6 a.m. to noon, the children's stuff is some of the weirdest flipping stuff you'll encounter. And the Pinky Lee show is just basically... It's basically his show... He was on his show until like 55, and then the story goes that he... There's... um. There's a I forget which one it is. Is it Krusty gets canceled? I forget which. There's a there's a Simpsons episode where where Krusty collapses and he's having like a heart attack and the the kids are in hysterics and he's bucking around going oh I'm dying I'm dying and everyone's in hysterics, which is apparently based on Pinky Lee who had some sort of infection or something and had like a seizure or something like that and uh, he he was so like energetic and crazy that when he fell to the ground and started writhing around in pain everyone thought it was hysterical and they kept the camera on him and they would cut to the peanut gallery all the kids laughing and then eventually after 10 seconds or so of him writhing around in pain it became obvious that he was not faking it and they kind of panned away from it apparently he never came back to the show and the show was cancelled in 56 so there's a point where I haven't seen him this sad since the Pinky Lee show was cancelled or this down and uh, so that would have been 56 so that's not really all that helpful and if you want to see some I don't know the the the, the Pinky Lee episode I've seen is basically yeah, a man in his 50s in a ridiculous outfit doing vaudeville shtick in front of a bunch of kids who look mostly scared you're actually better off finding episodes of Ernie Kovacs's morning show which are a lot smarter and a lot funnier and um I don't I don't remember if audiences in hysterics at that but that's not really the way it worked with Kovacs um but yeah, Pinky Lee show gets mentioned, and um, it's. I'm, I'll wrap it up in a minute here because I just th- I just think these are two great episodes of the show. Um, I think the Potsy Love is a little bit better um, because it does keep the focus on Joni, and it's funny and moving. 
Ralph is a goofball. He's doing nutty stuff all the time. So we know he's going to be funny or at least amusing. Um, so the fact that he can carry most of an episode and be funny and amusing isn't a surprise. It's something we've been wanting to see. Um, but Joni being able to do it was awesome. And um, I will say the thing about They Call It Potsy Love compared to, in my mind, compared to Tell to the Marines, is They Call It Potsy Love has kind of a nice... It, it it has a nice sort of through line to it, and there's not a lot of um, fat to be trimmed off. It's a pretty lean episode. Whereas the joy of Tell to the Marines, I think, is that it goes all over the place. Go and watch it again. I mean, it's all over the place. I mean, the, the sides with Potsy eating the hamburger and all of Ralph's jokes and the, the long scene with the with the, the Christmas photos, which is just hysterical. And when, like, Richie, Richie, if you're going to be in a photo, smile. And suddenly Richie's in the uh, the photos, too, which I love. And just the thing, too, with Fonz, like, you know, in the previous year or two, would the Fonz have let Richie stand in his Christmas photos? Now, granted, they're taking a ton of them. And so he could probably not use these. But still, would he have done that? And just the way he talks to Ralph in the end, I mean, it's sort of like... I, I think what it is is like living above the Cunningham's garage is really this sort of family life that he never had and he thought he never needed when he became cool is something that he wants and is something he's, it's, I was going to say covets but, but that's that's completely the wrong word that sounds like he's breaking a commandment it's something that he would love to, he's, he's, glad, he's happy that he's a part of and he wants to be a part of and I like this episode because in the end it, this is why I think it's it's works not quite as well as, as the Joni one is because it becomes more about the Fonz in the end because it, it becomes to me it becomes more about the Fonz and be, being at the point in the show and then I will wrap this up being at the point in the show where like in the first season he would have never admitted what that he did something wrong or said any of the stuff he says to Ralph and this one he does and he realizes that he needs to do it because these people are his family these are the people who love him and he loves them back and so there are times when you make a mistake that you have to admit you're wrong and go from there. And this is the Fonz doing that. So it's actually, it's it's a good episode for Ralph, but it's actually kind of a more important episode for the Fonz. Because, as I said, I think at the start of this episode, to me, the main characters in Happy Days, if you watch all 11 seasons in a row, and you include Joni Love Shachi, are Joni, followed by the Fonz. And it's only followed by the Fonz because the Fonz is already pretty much a grown man whereas Joni is 11 when the show starts or something and and, and is 20 21 22 when the show ends you know so so she gets more of an arc than the Fonz does um but but yeah that that's it's not a bad thing that that it ends up being sort of more about the Fonz because you you know that Ralph isn't going to join the Marines you know he isn't going to go away so it kind of becomes is what is the Fonz going to do to is he going to say he's wrong and talk to Ralph, or is he going to are they going to think up some, something clever and tricky that the Fonz can do where he doesn't have to say he's wrong but they can still convince Ralph? I think it works. I think they do a good job with it. I think these are two uh, fine episodes of the show. We're cooking, cooking, cooking with gas, baby, and um, we are yeah. And obviously the ratings of the show are going up and up and up. And there are only two episodes this year in December. The, these two. So at this point now we will hop to January and uh, January. There are a couple big things that will happen in January. Um, neither of them, I don't think, will be happening in the next episode. That's that's not a bad thing, but uh, or will they? Yes, no, shh, shh, shush, shush. Yes, no, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so um, 
the yeah the next episode this is going to be this is going to be fun I guess I'll tell you right now because you're going to look it up. The next episode, we're going to go to January, January 6th, Dance Contest. One of the last episodes not directed by Jerry Paris. And then we're going to hop to January 12th, 1976. I know what you're saying. Damn, the show always aired on Tuesdays at um, 8 to 8.30. What, what are you talking about? January 12th. 1976 if it's the previous episode of january 6th it should be january 13th so what we're going to be doing this uh the next one is we're going to be talking dance contest january 6th 1976 the first one uh one of the last ones i'm sorry not directed by jerry paris there will be one more i believe and then we go to january 12th 1976 i know what you're saying hey damn that's not a week later a week later would be january 13th well there is an episode january 13th but there's also an episode January 12th, and that would be the second anniversary show. Hooray! If you know the show and you know this time period, like All in the Family had a whole bunch of clip shows. That's, I mean, reacquainting themselves with, I mean, the the show. And I mean, at this point, the show is becoming, is about to reach its absolute height in popularity and will be there for a few years, which is awesome, which is more than many shows get. So for for season three four five and six there will be clip shows the second anniversary third fourth and fifth anniversary shows and in the next episode we will be discussing dance contest uh which i believe is the first sort of full-on mrs c episode i could be wrong on that and the second anniversary show the first clip show it's going to be fun. I don't know exactly how I'm going to discuss a clip show, but but we'll see. Um, uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Rockin' All Week with you, a Happy Days podcast season, wow, three, episode seven. Uh, we're in the second half of uh, season three, everyone. Like I said, next next one, we got a big event, the second anniversary, and I think in episode 10? Is that right? Seven? eight nine ten there's another big event and i'm still trying to figure out exactly how we're going to finagle that it might be an extra long episode but uh, thank you so much everyone for listening my name is dan be good to yourselves listen to this goodbye gray sky